आई वी एम द नेम्स बॉन्ड इलेक्टोरल बॉन्ड वॉट वॉट या आई थोट आई डू समथिंग रेसी एंड सुपर इम्पॉर्टेंट एज वी आर ऑन आर फिफ्टीथ एपिसोड इट्स आर गोल्डन एनिवर्सरी थैंक यू माई जेंटल एंड लवली लिसनर्स टू दो ट्यून इन एज वेल एज दो रीच आउट दोनों मौसी अरिहंत अरुल आदि नुपुर राजेश सुम्बुल एंड अनिल एंड एवरी वन लिसनिंग थैंक यू फॉर मेकिंग दिस जर्नी मीनिंगफुल My name is Priya Mirza and you are with me on the longest constitution and as you probably know this podcast is about the constitution of India and this season is about work and we have been looking at a couple of things the freedom of expression the PIL that's public interest litigation and how voters rights have expanded in today's episode we will continue looking at the constitutional structures of power which influence our everyday lives the supreme court for one and its gradual transformation into an unaccountable institution as well as other obstructions in our freedom of expression so let's get going our first story today is about a website dowrycalculator.com is dedicated to all the matchmaking aunties of india i'm serious though honestly uncles can be just as bad anyway dowrycalculator.com is a website created by journalist and film critic Tanul Thakur who thought it's a good idea to make fun of dowry so if you're a guy depending on your job and of course what the color of your skin is whether it is pitch black or fairy white dowry calculator is a satirical take on how dowry reduces delectable indian men or maybe not so delectable men to an amount of money and he thought it was funny and so did other people except that the government didn't find it so funny and one fine morning tanul discovered that his website had been blocked without a notice nothing now our second story today continues with our careful examination of the pil The year is 1985 and MC Mehta again yes MC Mehta filed many writ petitions in the year 1985 one of them by the way is still pending it's true now this one was also about pollution but dust pollution specifically so Mehta's petition was about stone quarries you know those stone crushing units in Delhi and Haryana which produce this fine dust which is not so great for one's lungs and it was this petition which caught the supreme court's attention and the court swung into action and stone quarries 300 of these were closed down under court orders in 1992 many around the haryana border were pushed and relocated because the citizens of delhi have a right to breathe fresh air so said the supreme court that was quick but hey hold on fresh air is fine but what about the livelihoods of the laborers working in these stone quarries and the dust pollution for people in haryana uska kya bhaiya but the writ petitions life did not end here mehta filed a few more interlocutory applications also about the environment such as encroachment in the forest ridge area of delhi and the court obliged In 1996 the court directed that the ridge which is this rich forest area 
be made free of all encroachers. Now, let's just pause to remember that in the Delhi air pollution case, the court solution was controversial. So, private diesel vehicles were unaffected. But it was public transport that was made to bear the brunt. So, commuters and drivers and conductors. There was a sudden drop in the number of public buses available. Plus, the hardest part, the CNG. The CNG changeover was taken without even giving auto rickshawalas a chance to argue their side of the story. So, the major question about the PIL is, whose weapon is it? Is it for the poor or the rich? Now, let's get on with electoral bonds. The year is 2014 and the BJP sweeps into power, winning a massive mandate. And yet, this government in 2016 and 17, through a finance bill, more on that later, amends four acts. The Foreign Contribution Regulation Act 2010, the Representation of the People Act 1951, Income Tax Act 1961 and the Companies Act 2013. Four acts amended under a financial bill. Whatever for. These amendments allowed for the introduction of electoral bonds. But what are electoral bonds? So electoral bonds are instruments through which anyone can donate money to political parties. And these bonds are sold in multiples of 1,000, that's the lowest, rupees 10,000, a lakh, rupees 10 lakh and a crore. And these can be bought from the State Bank of India. So you remember, we looked at how campaign finance laws focus on limiting how much each candidate, but not how much a political party can spend in an election campaign. Electoral bonds opens the doors to unlimited funding by corporate India and foreign companies. Now, these four acts which were amended restricted exactly this. So, for example, under the FCRA, that's the Foreign Contributions Registration Act, Companies that were more than 50% foreign-owned were prohibited from donating to political parties. But these amendments removed this 50% threshold, permitting companies that are 100% foreign-owned to contribute to political parties. Electoral bonds for the first time allow private, foreign and anonymous donors to fund Indian political parties. There is now no cap on how much money a company can contribute to a political party. What are elections are being funded by the foreign hand? And did nobody protest? Oh yeah, they did. In 2018, two petitioners, ADR, that's Association of Democratic Reforms and CPI Marxist, plus the Election Commission also submitted an affidavit in the Supreme Court with the contention that electoral bonds could lead to the infusion of anonymous black money. Hmm. What happened to Tanul Thakur and why was his website shut down? So under Section 69A of the IT Act 2000, the centre has the right to block public access to an intermediary in the interest of the sovereignty and integrity of India, defence of India, security of the state, etc. And this is a frequently used arbitrary method for the government to control what's on the internet to control intermediaries such as YouTube, as well as content creators. From 2016 to 2019, website blocking has increased five-fold according to the Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology. What did Tanul do though? 
Tanul petitioned the Delhi High Court in 2019, arguing that the blocking violated the statutory due process, that he was not provided with any notice or hearing before the blocking, and second, that satirical speech is in fact protected under the Constitution. By the way, though, when I was researching for this episode, the website has been mysteriously unblocked. So in case you do want to calculate how much dowry you command in the marital market, go ahead and have a bit of fun at www.dowrycalculator.com. And just a shout out to Tanul for getting back to me and letting me know that the next hearing is in September 2022. What happened to Delhi's pristine ridge? In an effort to restore the ridge to its pristine origins, 30,000 residents living in three colonies adjacent to the Asola Wildlife Sanctuary were forced to relocate. So most of these residents were nomadic tribals who used to work in the Bhatti mines of this area. Or just like the quarry workers, easily dispensed with. But that area had also scores of private, luxuriant farmhouses. What happened to those? Mm, nothing. Today's takeaways are governmental opacity is visible in at least two ways. Despite being challenged, Section 69A of the IT Act is very much in place and used by the government conveniently. In 2020, the government ordered to block 9,849 social media accounts. And that's up by 171% from the previous year. Free speech? What free speech? On electoral bonds, in response to the petitions challenging the constitutionality of electoral bonds, the Supreme Court evaded the matter. It's now 2022. Constitutional lawyer Gautam Bhatia calls this judicial evasion, which we will be unpacking in greater detail in the coming up episodes. Finally, almost a million people were made homeless by the wonders of PIL in the first decade of the 21st century in New Delhi. That's it for today. So if you have questions or comments, please send them in via email. That's thelongestconstitution at gmail.com. I'm the happiest corresponding via email, so drop me a mail. I would be happy to share reading material as well. You can also rate my podcast at Spotify and drop a review at Apple Podcasts. You can also reach me out on Twitter where I am at Fundamentally P or on Instagram, The Longest Constitution. Until next time, this is me, Priya Mirza, signing out.